This episode of Collision Boost Radio is sponsored by the Automotive Management Institute. AMI offers over 300 online courses covering collision repair topics like critical soft skills, operations, marketing, estimating, management, and leadership. Additionally, AMI offers required and highly recommended online courses for the FCA Certified Collision Program, including how to use Tech Authority, marketing your FCA certification, improving CSI, and the Mopar YTech Scan Tool Program. AMI is also the place to earn collision repair certificates and professional designations for customer service, office management, general management, and estimating. For more information, go to AMIOnline.org. So Collision Boost Radio, I've got with me Kevin Taylor from Mako Collision Repair and Auto Painting. I think, uh, Kevin, you're in the northwest Houston area, I think, if I got that right. Yep, that's um, correct. Northwest Houston. Mm-hmm. I uh, I know I got the chance to meet you and your family many years ago during the Mako conferences. Just a great family business, great family, family with a great reputation and um, I know you also, I think the gold class, ICAR gold class, ICAR platinum, uh, you went to Texas tech university, which I won't hold against you. And, uh, I'm a Texas <laughs> boy too. Right. So, uh, right. um, uh, you even studied in Norway. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. I did an exchange program in Norway, uh, before, after grad undergraduate, before I went to graduate school and got my MBA, uh, I did some international studies and, uh, I thought that was what I needed to do to be on my way to a career on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny well, how things that, change. It is, so. isn't it right? It's always plan A doesn't always work out, but that's all right. I know you guys have uh, achieved a ton of awards every time I've ever gone to a Mako conference or any of, any of those things. You guys seem to always be up on stage. Somebody's giving you something or recognizing you guys for something. And uh, I just have had a ton of respect for for you and your family. And so, would that would I be correct in saying you're the second generation in this business? Yeah, I'm second generation. Uh, as my 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 mom and dad had a shop. It's not mm-hmm. my shop, mm-hmm. but had a shop. So I had exposure to the shop, to our industry, I should say. Uh, I think my dad bought it when I was like 12 years old, and I remember having to go to the shop and work in the summer and detail cars and how much I just didn't like it. <laughs> I thought, I don't want to do this when I get older. This mm-hmm. is a lot of work and it's hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, but in the end I found it very rewarding. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And I, I, uh, I, I, I would love then. So, so starting at 12, you, uh, you were exposed and begin to be exposed to, to this uh, industry. Uh, so tell us your career story. Just give us a, give us an idea of your story. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I own a Mako Collision Repair uh, franchise in Northwest Houston now. Um, as you, as you alluded to, I, I did my undergraduate work in business, uh, did some study abroad, came back, went to graduate school, thought I was going to be a Wall Street guy, or I really wanted to be a big banker, a merger acquisition guy, or something like that. But I fell in love with this uh, lady up in Lubbock, and uh, and was so fortunate now that we're married. And she said, "You can move anywhere you want, but I'm not leaving Texas." And so that's uh, uh, I, I said, "That sounds uh, I can do that," you know. Mm-hmm. And so out of graduate school, I, I was a 
I was a, uh, I was a broker. We did, um, we were, that was in the subprime industry, but we were packaging it up and, and selling off to the big banks. And, uh, out of grad school, they recruited me out of undergrad, but out of graduate school, the largest branch in the whole country was in the Woodlands, Texas or outside of Houston. Wow. So that, uh, that, that year between me getting that job, my wife was in her medical graduate program up in Lubbock. Uh, I came back to Houston with uh, a whole bunch of uh, student loans for undergraduate and graduate school. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I lived with my parents for about nine months or so between the time that I finished grad school and uh, we were getting married. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I, uh, I thought I was going to be, like I said, uh, uh, in the banking world uh, and, and watch my dad and mom every day talk to them at dinner about their business and I just got more interested in the business as you know we had conversations in the evenings and talking to my dad and he said you know I I think maybe you're a little too independent to be working for a big bank uh and um, <laughs> I tend <laughs> to agree right. with him <laughs> yeah. yeah he's probably right I don't I don't follow directions very well not someone else's directions at least yeah and and so um I started coming in on weekends and helping them out. They, 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 they just had two guys in their bed, my mom, and my dad in their office mm-hmm. at a small shop. And, uh, but I saw the business and thought, man, there is a lot of potential here. And I think that, um, that this industry, um, at that point was come on the cusp of where, where we've gotten to now. And when I saw that, I thought, you know, I think that there's something here. I think that this kind of business could be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now a couple of locations later, we've got the, one of the biggest shops in, in the, in the Mako chain and, and definitely the biggest in our region of the country. And, uh, you know, all the latest and race equipment. So, uh, we've gone from, you know, doing traditional Mako inexpensive overall paint services to all the latest and greatest stuff. And Jeff, I have to credit you, uh, <laughs> eight, eight or nine years ago. When I met you and you invited that small group us up to do uh, iCar. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That that was the first time we uh, we I think we really got to spend any time together. Spending eight days in Wisconsin. Uh huh. Um, we'll we'll get we'll get you closer than anybody probably. <laughs> and so, and uh, but but even me at that time, the group of us that got invited up there were you know the top shops in, in kind of the chain at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you convinced us that this was the way the market was going. And I was skeptical at the time, but I, after meeting you and talking with you and spending that time there, I didn't think you were going to guide me incorrectly. And, uh, you were right. And here I am. So yeah, it's kind of been a long, long journey, but yeah, back to career. I've had a couple of businesses. I got in that business when I was 24. I bought a second location when I was 27. Uh, a couple of years later, my dad passed away, and I took that other business over. Uh, grew it, helped my mom, but then grew it. Had multiple shop situations going on, and then sold that and focused on this big shop. And then now, and it takes everything I got to uh, rock and roll with it. So impressive story, impressive story, and and uh, I, I I think you you know what you've done has been very impressive, and a lot of people have you know, taking notice of it for sure. And I, it, it's exciting to me and, and, and sorry, I have to consider you a young guy. You know, I'm the old gray headed guy here. And uh, I, I just, I love it. I love to see the the next generations 
come in and quite frankly, do the business better, run it better, understand it better, uh, take, take a, a different approach. You know, so many people in the industry for so many years knew how to fix cars and thought they could run a business and, and really never looked at it as a business. And, uh, and a lot of them failed over the years because of it and it shaped our industry. So, you know, your generation has really been the appropriate, have the appropriate mindset for running a real business and running it as a business. Yes, Jeff. And the, the days of a technician getting on the business side, making it work, uh, is probably uh, diminished drastically. I think it's really tough to do. Uh, I, I am, I've always been a car guy. I've always mm-hmm. liked cars. Uh, when your dad is a shop, when you're little, you end up working on cars. And so some of that stuff already came to me. Um, obviously, having a business background, I had a benefit of being able to understand, you know, everything from balance sheets to uh, taxes and, and all those kinds of things, um, profit loss statements, all the, all those sorts of deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, but coupled that with my understanding of the business and and uh, enjoyment of working with cars, dealing with customers, I'm I'm naturally a really outgoing person. Um, and, and I think that, that if you don't have those people skills, if you aren't able to lead people, if you aren't able to not just sell yourself, but sell your business to your employees, mm-hmm. your customers, your future customers and people in the industry, I think it's really difficult to, to put all that together if, if you don't have a background in both. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's uh, uh, actually when I left ICAR, I went to the Automotive Management Institute, which is my day job. Uh, a big part of what we what we do there is really help people who knew how to fix cars begin to understand how to run a business and change that mindset of, uh, you know, you're in business. It just so happens you're in the business of fixing cars as opposed to I fix cars and uh, forget yeah. about it. Yeah, so. you really have to, you know, when you, from the business standpoint, um, you, could, you could relate a good business owner uh, in, in this industry to a lot of industries, I think that, you know, the widget is the car. Mm-hmm. You got a customer, you got employees and you have to figure out how to produce those in a way where the customer gets a benefit. The employees um, are rewarded and uh, <laughs> there's enough margin for the shop to be functional and, and thriving. And mm-hmm. I've always looked at my job as an owner uh, more as a, uh, a representative for the company, not for myself, even mm-hmm. though I own, I own the whole company, um, that, that if I'm not doing what's best for the business, I'm not benefiting anybody. I'm not benefiting customers. I'm not benefiting employees. I'm not benefiting the business as itself as an entity. Mm-hmm. And if we're not looking out for the health of everybody involved, it doesn't work. So if right. you're just doing what feels right, like a lot of people get into, or, you're just trying to service the customer at the sake of your employees or the employees at the sake of the customer Mm -hmm. or all of it at the sake of the business. uh, It's probably, it's probably short lived. I think that's a really hard way to run a business. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great advice actually. And I, I, uh, I think you, you phrase that very well. And so, you know, a lot of uh, collision boost listeners uh, are newcomers to the industry. There's still a, you know, quite a few that, that run businesses or are in collision repair businesses, but we have a large group of newcomers. 
And um, I think what you just said is, is really spot on and really helpful to them is they, again, part of what we're trying to do is help them have a broader view of the industry uh, by interviewing people like yourself that, that have been successful and that has a perspective. And in fact, we joke about this, but we're really, I guess we're very serious just saying it in jest that, you know, the collision boost listeners that come into the industry is going to be more informed, more demanding, have higher expectations of their employers. And uh, I think, I think when you interview someone for a position, if they're a collision boost listener, they're probably going to interview a little differently because they're going to have a broader perspective. Um, so, so that's great. And I appreciate very much you sharing that story with you and, and uh, you know, I was honored that you uh, were willing to do this because, because like, again, every time I've been to the, uh, the conferences, you were always on stage. You guys were receiving some award for, you know, recognized for something great that you've done. Um, so what, let's just kind of shift gears a little bit and, and talk about, you know, what advice would you give to a newcomer coming into the industry, whether they were coming out of tech school, coming out of college, or, or maybe just coming into the industry, maybe straight out of high school. Do you have some advice? Yeah, I do. And, and I tell you, our industry is um, a big hotbed right now, I think, for mm-hmm. uh, especially skilled technicians, but even guys or girls, uh, people in general. When I say guys, I mean men and women. Everybody. Um, right. but, but, yeah, but um, people that, that, that want to get into this kind of business, it's very rewarding. Uh, on a day-to-day basis. We take mm-hmm. things that are broken and we make them unbroken. Mm-hmm. We take customers that are upset or distressed and make them happy. And and there are industries um, that, 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 that doesn't happen and it doesn't happen on such a quick cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, um, I think that a lot of service businesses now are, are more in the, um, risk management of, um, you know, making sure that they're not, uh, that, that people are, are, are taken care of. But my goal and the goal of this business is to make people happy, not just mm-hmm. to make sure they're covered. And so as a, as a, as a person wanting to get in the business, I think there's a great opportunity right now. Uh, if you're a tech coming out of school, um, you probably understand, uh, the technologies, the training, all those sorts of things that, that have changed. Uh, you know, the, the beautiful thing with the kind of people that work in a body shop now, as opposed to even 10 years ago is the most successful people are people that are looking to evolve, looking mm-hmm. for changes, not just adapting, but pursuing the, the changes in our industry and looking for different things that are coming down the pipeline, different technologies that are coming. I get excited every day right now because every day we're learning something new. We're able to do something different. And the old, the old mantra of our business was to do everything that you know how to do and just, you know, do those, you know, do the certain functions that we've been trained to do today. If you're not ongoing classes like you had a, a AMI or ICAR mm-hmm. or SCA or, or um, yeah, all, all the other certifications that there are going on. If you're not doing ongoing stuff, you're going to be obsolete relatively quick. So when yeah. you find people that are outgoing folks, people that traditionally would go on into other industries, whether it be food service or hospitality or transportation, things that are that have a lot of evolution going on, that is a great fit for our industry right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that if you know for a skilled tech, if you're, if you're able to come in, acquire the skills, and learn and want to learn, not bury your head in the sand and try to do what you did yesterday. This is a very rewarding industry. There's a lot of demand for people like that because, let's face it, we're in a body shop. This isn't a sexy business on paper. Uh, you know, we we get dirty. We are in a we're in a shop all the time. Um, but but people that that want to be hands on that are aesthetic type of learners. Mm-hmm. This industry is very rewarding. You can make a very good living. Uh, and if you're able to adapt and stay on top of technology, you're going to be employed and you're probably going to make a really good living for yourself. I would say that the average, my average body man makes more, way more money than the guys coming out of college right now. Mm-hmm. They're skilled technicians. Yeah. And, and the guys that we have that are skilled are working really, really hard to improve their skills every day. Not just their efficiencies. They are working on their efficiencies, but the technology, they're interested in new things they haven't seen before. They mm-hmm. want to learn more things. When I sign people up for training, they don't say, oh, darn, I have to take training. They say, yes, awesome. Uh-huh. I can't wait to take this class and learn about this new technique, this new procedure, this new technology so I can fix these cars correctly every time they come in. That's awesome. If you have an, attitude like, if you have an attitude like that, you yeah. are going to be not just hireable, you're going to be desirable to people like me, employers like me, and shops like us. Uh-huh. You, you just said something really important. Uh, First of all, though, you broke my heart when you said it wasn't necessarily sexy. See, I thought it was sexy. We were in a sexy business. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I know exactly what you mean. But you said something that I, re- I really want to go back to, and that was that not just adapting but pursuing change in new technology, and that is a profound statement. It Collision Boost, if you've been listening, I know you've been listening to us for a while. You know, We, we talk about uh, being curious, about wanting to learn, and letting those around you know that you're curious and you want to learn all you can from everyone you can. And that if you do that, there'll be people who will take you under their wing and really help you uh, move through the industry and become very successful. But um, we are finding that a lot of the new newcomers to our industry and, and this next generation that's come, starting to come into our industry, they're already so used to rapid change. We're, at least with my, my, my generation, we've been seeing change as something we're having to adapt to, right? Well, they already pursue it. I think that's a great way of putting it because it's just the norm to them. And with everything technology-wise that's changing, that's really a great mindset. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, that's that's very powerful. Not just adapting, but pursuing. You know, I'm going to be yeah, all Jeff, over that one. <laughs> sure, sure, Jeff. Well, and and I'll, and I'll go back and, and tell you, on a skilled technician, a body technician or a body tech that we have, there's going to be a skill set they have to have or an apprenticeship they're going to have to go through mm-hmm. or something like that to acquire those skills yeah. on everybody else. I would even say even, even hourly guys in the back who we start, uh, you know, doing prep work or detailing or reporting and driving. I don't intentionally hire people from our industry. I hire people that have been in a customer service type of position Mm-hmm. Uh, I hire people that have been, and I've had lots of successful people from restaurants. Restaurant hours are tough, Jeff. They're really yeah. hard, and 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 those folks have had to work for usually a very modest wage. They've had to work extremely long hours. Very unpredictable business. And when you have people that are that are already doing that, if you can find a guy, we hire on personality, on attitude, 
on people that are not looking for a certain role to clock in and do one thing all day. We're looking for people that want to be a part of our business, that want to be a part of our family and want to push the business forward and want to grow it by doing really great things, by adapting, making people happy and, and doing whatever services our customer, whatever makes us more valuable to, to customers, uh, the way that we can, the way we work together, we, we really want all the employees to find everybody here really valuable from mm-hmm. the, the newest hire hourly guy to the, to the GM of, of, of my, of my business here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really important is to find the personality and the attitude of someone who, who has a heart of someone who wants to be part of something bigger than themselves and something yeah. larger than just whatever it may be, uh, flipping burgers or, or whatever, some hourly, it's not remedial here. We don't have anything that, that, that's, uh, just a repeatable action that we just hire one guy to do one function. Everybody here gets mm-hmm. cross-trained over time and usual, and that's probably why I have such good retention in an industry that really has very high turnover. We have very, very little, very little in fact, almost none. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if someone leaves here, usually it's, um, because it just wasn't a good fit. It usually mm-hmm. isn't because them not liking their job or not, we're not, um, we're not making enough money. Typically, that's not it. If you have a skill set, you have an attitude, we will find a way to train you up, make you more valuable, and reward you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's uh, that's a really strong theme uh, and great advice uh, for sure. So, uh, so um, any anything else that you would see as keys to success as you would see them? I mean, I think you just outlined them. I'll put some more pressure on you to come up with some more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. Um, I think... I think that um, one thing I strive with my guys here, okay, yeah, we, we, when I bought this business, you know, we had six employees, like 800 grand in sales. Now, you know, we're doing almost 3 million, 24, 26 employees here. Um, we've grown. Mm-hmm. We haven't grown. We haven't grown because we just wanted to service people. We grew because when we work on anything in the shop, we're not trying to be sufficient. We're trying to be great at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and this, you can say in the, in the collision business, but in all the economy right now, Jeff, you can't be just servicing what you did yesterday. You Mm -hmm. have to be working towards being great at something new, being great at, at all the changes. There are numerous companies, big companies over the last several years that have gone out of business because they just wanted to do what they had always done. They assumed that customer would always be there, you know, from mm-hmm. the Toys R Us's to, uh, you know, the airline companies to um, uh, all of these uh, numerous car brands that had to consolidate or shrink down or, or gobble up or, you know, go get, you know, file bankruptcy to restructure because most of those folks, they, they, they thought they had a market that was there. And this ever-changing time, the internet and and the wealth of information out there, if you don't become great at something, you're not going to be viable to anybody for very long. And and so I look at our business, even though I have a small business here, uh, I, I look at us and I gauge it towards what I'm seeing between big business, what's in the, you know, what's going on in the business world and trying to learn from those mistakes, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great advice. So there's, a, there's another one. See, I'm just have all these takeaways here from you. Uh, 
uh, not just sufficient, but great. That's a, that's again, a very profound if you don't create, way to put If you that. don't create, if you have customers and not promoters, you will not last. I guarantee it. There's no way it can happen. You have to have people that come and do business with you and they want to do business with you again. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work that way, you won't be in business. Look at all the, uh, I, I just went over, you know, the, some of the retail, Toys R Us or even car brands, airlines, but restaurant companies, restaurant uh, uh, food service concepts that have taken huge market share from staples in our industry for 50 to 100 years. Mm -hmm. Their market shares have dropped. They've, they've had to close businesses. They were trying to service what they did yesterday. They were trying to put a repeatable task in. Yeah. Some of that has to do with the private equity sector, section, uh, sector of getting into multi-business franchising or into, into buying chains. Some of it has to do with people that want to expand because they think that more is better. Uh, I, I've really, you know, I grew up four miles from my current business where I'm sitting right now. I went to church my whole life, three miles from where I'm sitting right now. Mm -hmm. If I'm not creating a great product, I'm not going to have a customer. When I get the customer to come in, I have an opportunity to not just earn their business that time, but to earn their trust from that point going forward. And if we don't look at it that way, we're not going to be around. That's how we've grown. We've yeah. grown by being by being exceptional at things, not just servicing some type of need, some immediate need. Yeah. Anybody can do that, right? Anybody can do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so, you know, if you were a young person or a newcomer to our industry, if you can take the things you've just said and apply them to themselves personally and walk in with that kind of attitude, I can see you uh, helping them have a great career for sure. Well, I'd love to have them. I think the our industry <laughs> is great. I think it's very rewarding. Uh, I get up every day jacked up about what we're going to learn today. You know, we, we used to do, I told you earlier, we used to do overall paint services and, and that kind of thing. And then you were very instrumental in, in pushing us along that technology road. And now, mm -hmm. you know, to have, to be a diamond certified shop and ICAR gold and have all the advanced welding certificates above and above, above and beyond even ICAR certifications to do 3d measuring and OEM scanning and even aluminum repair and welding here in house to truck repairs, all those kinds of things. That was all an evolution because we were looking for ways to get better all the time. And, and I blew through a lot of staff members. I made four hires and things like that. People that weren't looking to evolve. They were looking to do what they did yesterday. And I'm looking at what we can do tomorrow. And yeah. if you have that kind of attitude, not only are you valuable, but you're going to really, really enjoy your work. People here, whenever we have a vacation day, it kills half the people here. They want to come to work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? During COVID-19, <laughs> their biggest fear wasn't getting laid off. Their biggest fear was that they wouldn't be able to come to work uh -huh. and, and because they really like it. Um, you know, we've been fortunate over COVID-19 that before uh, the the PPP or idle or whatever this uh, all of these things that had gone on the first day this happened i called my staff together i said look i'm gonna try to keep everyone here mm -hmm. um no matter what even have to pay out of pocket for this i'm gonna try to keep everybody on staff and you know the first day that happened i probably had half a dozen people here who had their spouse or immediate family member laid off mm -hmm. didn't have a work any longer you know they were in transportation or they were in hospitality or they were in food service and, and their their job went away Mm -hmm. And when I did that, the attitude of our shop through even this last crisis, the last 10 or 12 weeks has been very positive. And in fact, we've last year, we had a record year. Q2 last year was a record quarter, but even then we're within a couple percentage points where we were last year. 
through this whole deal. That's how I know we're valuable to our customers. We're, yeah. we're giving them a product that they are looking for us to, 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 to service them and not having to use us to service them. Does that make sense? It sure does. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I, what, what a great story, what great advice. And um, uh, I knew this was going to be a great interview. I just knew it. <laughs> uh, and, well, I always uh, enjoy talking to you. We can talk for hours and hours and we have on so many occasions, but yeah, you, you, I, I don't, I don't want you to, to, to shed the credit I give to, to you specifically, but the, the, the companies you've been affiliated with, the companies you've run, the, you've been an executive of companies that have pushed our industry forward. And even me as a skeptic, 10, eight, 10 years ago, you've made me a total believer in, in having to not just be relevant, but thriving instead of being, mm-hmm. instead of being relevant and surviving, trying to grow and thrive through all of that. And has it been opportunistic with people that don't want to change? Probably so somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the attitude that I have after listening to you and other industry for, you know, professionals, but specifically you as passionate as you are about training and technology and upgrading, I've really I've become a complete student of that. And that has helped push not just our business, but our industry and, and the businesses that are trying to do that are thriving. And I think are doing really well, even relative to what's going on right now. Um, because, because we are, we are, we are valuable to our customer, even, um, even in a time of a pan, uh, of a pandemic. That's fantastic. And I, I, I appreciate you saying that it means a lot to me. It's again, it's one of those things that makes it worth it and rewarding to, to realize that, uh, some of the kicks I got on were, were actually valuable. You know, many years ago I got involved in studying, uh, shops that were successful and shops that were not and how training played out in those shops. And that's where I got all caught up in the, the concept of learning culture, our learning becoming a part of the culture within the business. And I know you've heard me speak on and off about that for many years. And, and, uh, I still do. And I would say it's uh, pretty obvious your shop has uh, embraced that learning culture and you guys uh, are, are successful because you have that attitude and that culture built into your shop. So uh, I'm excited about hearing that and thank you very much. And uh, uh, for all of that, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to be pushing that. I, I think the, the whole driver from collision boost was to, to help uh, encourage a new generation to have that kind of mindset. And, uh, so again, thank you. Well, um, any, any final thoughts, words, anything else uh, that you got for me there? while I, while I got you on a roll, you know, it, Jeff, if you're not happy with what you're currently doing, whether it be as a manager an owner, a technician, mm-hmm. uh, or any, any other kind of industry, you should find a fit for you. I found a fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't at all what I studied to do. It wasn't at all what I <laughs> thought I would do, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it's fantastic. You know, I used to wear a suit and go to the office and scan on my key card and say good morning to the secretary and, and go sit in a, what they call an office, which is really just a cubicle or a, a pod. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't, that wasn't a fit for me. It was what I thought I wanted. It was what I thought I, I wanted to do. It was institute. It was institutionalized. Mm-hmm. But we weren't changing. We weren't. We weren't. We weren't seeing rewards of things every day. We weren't able to see the 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 yield of our labor on a day to day basis. This is such a faster moving, exciting industry 
than than what I left and what a lot of people are in right now. And if you are looking to do things that are that are fast moving, changing and rewarding, uh, I just think this is a fantastic industry to be in. I just really do. I think it's great. Well, I, I agree with you for sure. I, I I believe that too. And and I've I've often said and you know, sometimes you you see like on Facebook and stuff, you'll see technicians, for example, that are just bitter and uh, and I've shared some advice with some of them that, you know, it's like, dude, if you're that unhappy doing that, there's plenty of other things you can take your experience and knowledge and apply within the industry and find something you're passionate about. But yeah, when you lose passion for something, do something else. Don't that's right. Yeah. That's what, that's what we hire for attitude, personality, things like that. That kind of bitterness, not only is it destructive to yourself, it's destructive for your people you're working with, for your employer, for your manager, whoever it is, it's destructive mm-hmm. to everybody. And, yeah. and, and everything is not a great fit for everybody. I get that. Some people need to go clock in and do the same task all the time. That's, that's more of their personality. But if you're a go-getter, if you're somebody that wants to go out and do things every day where you can see an impact of all the work you're doing, um, I haven't found anything more rewarding than this business, mm-hmm. than this industry, than the ongoing technology we don't have to do what we get to do, Jeff, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I find that to be uh, the driver for our business, for my personal, my my personal um, enjoyment of this business, and uh, for our for our my business's growth and, and success. Yeah, I you know what, and when you, when you personally are following your passion, uh, it's actually good for your family and for your kids to see you happy happy with making a living and doing what you do and seeing you be good at it. Uh, it's, it's a great legacy and a great example to your children. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've I, finding sometimes I think over the years I have struggled with trying to find a balance between family and, and a career. Right. But truth of the matter is I quit trying to find that balance uh, because the balance was there. I just had to get out of the way. And um, yeah, well you, you have, you have young kids too. Uh, but my eight-year-old mm-hmm. son, my oldest son, uh, he he tells me every day that he can't wait till he gets older so he can go to work with dad because he sees how excited I am about doing stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I come home and I talk about what we're doing that day. You know, we're trying to do things correctly. I feel great about it. So yeah, um, and and I think that that that's a mark that you know when your kids or your spouse or your wife or your family or whoever can see that you're enjoying what you're doing, it's contagious. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And it really helps them and their passions may be totally different, but it helps them understand to see that they should follow their passions. Cause we can, you know, sometimes I think it's easy for us to say, well, follow your passions, follow your passions. And, and then they watch us not do that. And, uh, and you know, they can't hear what we're saying for watching what we're doing at that point. So, uh, I agree. Yeah. So, well, uh, Kevin, uh, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to be with us here at Collision Boost Radio. I don't know. Did you did you have any idea what Collision Boost is? While we yeah, well, I, I've been I've been following you online. First of all, mm-hmm. it's a pleasure to to be able to come on. I, I love talking shop. I love talking to industry people. Um, I uh, I'm involved in in other things outside of Mako that are just industry related stuff too. Because I really enjoy I really enjoy the pursuit of moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been following Collision Boost online. I, I don't, I don't know if I know everything that you guys uh, do. Why don't you tell me a little more about it? Yeah. So Collision Boost is uh, actually Collision Boost 
is an advanced gaming term. And uh, for example, if, if you're in a hallway or running down an alley and there's an obstacle in your way, collision boost is apparently some technique that can be used to ricochet yourself off of a wall or off of something to uh, jump over that obstacle. <laughs> so so we, uh, we played on that, you know, and we really wanted to help boost collision repair careers. And so we ended up calling it collision boost. And that's the story and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Well, I love it. I think it's great. I think that if people are listening to this and they even think about doing this, the skill sets you get in a, in a small business, medium-sized business, whatever you want to call these, they used to be small and now they're, they're bigger. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, but but the, the, the skill sets you get here are applicable to all business. Yeah. You're having to, if, if, you're, if you're the kind of person that wants to, to drive a business and be a real team player, you're going to learn so much about business, about, about, um, about, about customer management, about customer relationships, about employees, about teamwork. You're going to learn those kinds of things if you're in the right environment in this industry, because it is very rewarding. Uh, our, 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 our newest hire hourly guys and our managers in our office work together in sync all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is not, it's not a hierarchy as much as it's a, we're working together. Yeah. And, and we're happy to help the new people and the people that don't know that, that, that aren't skilled learn new skills so they can help us going forward. Yeah. It's very rewarding to have someone come in new and just be very curious and hungry to learn more. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time uh, with us. I uh, knew this was going to be a great interview. I was looking forward to it. And, uh, um, again, thank you very much for those, uh, collision boost listeners. If you have any questions for Kevin, uh, if you uh, want to get in touch with them or just have any questions, it's collisionboostradio at gmail.com. Just a simple Gmail account that we set up to communicate with our listeners and uh, listeners communicate with us quite a bit. So, um, uh, Kevin, again, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to really enjoy this episode. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. You are a, uh, a great instrument and great tool for this industry. And you have been for decades now but uh you continue to do it you and marie are just fantastic and uh what you guys do not just for the industry but for our businesses in general i think are just invaluable well thank you very much thanks a lot